You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It's 9.04 on the 8th of January, 2020. Welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the new year. We're broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio and IRLoneStar.com. Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have the Houston Money Show later today around 10 o'clock. So if you have questions about that, it's happening again at the Lone Star Convention Center. Uh, If you're watching us on our Facebook and then also in the description, you can find the website and all that stuff about the Houston Money Show. Or you can just go to HoustonCoinShow.org right now and turn off turn off Dick and Skippy in the mornings. And there you go. There's that show. But welcome. And we're going to have a good time all the way to 11 o'clock today here on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget, we YouTube and podcast every show at the end of every episode uh, the same day. So make sure to subscribe if you're a podcast person, etc., etc. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com, small business office cleaning needs, one time to schedule cleaning. Uh, you can reach out to them at 832-689-7996. We also have Beanpunk Coffee here in downtown Conroe, BeanpunkCoffee.com. Uh, we, they're located at 3030 North Main Street, their new location. Uh, our old new, I mean, they've been there for a year uh, this month. They serve breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and coffee, of course. It's absolutely delicious place. And then, of course, C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing, if it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. Now, we got to make sure your mic's working. Check. Test. All right. My, my co-host, Sean Skippy, is in the in the studio. And, uh, Hi. You look good. You look, I, you look like a man who has a driveway. I am a, I am a man who has a driveway, and I, I got to give a shout-out to some peeps here who, you know, uh, Quick, quick fill in for for those who may not know. Uh, between the two floods and a heavy truck and stuff like that, my driveway had collapsed, and there was a legal issue over who was responsible. There were dead bodies underneath. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something oh, we great. did. <laughs> oh, did you put a, did you put a skeleton in it? Yeah. Who'd you get? Oh, just just uh, one of those plastic ones. But well, you, I mean, like, who did you play the joke on? No, we buried it. So, oh, really? So, you know, long after I'm gone and they're you know, digging up the area, I, there's going to be. I'm a human curious skull. about that, like. And if listeners can let me know, can you get by or own skeleton remains of human beings? I Do you have to have like a certificate? I would believe a bone no. Like like I just say cuz you can like buy them from I museum feel like pieces. there's loot. Yeah, I feel like there's loopholes or like say say you're my dad or my brother mm-hmm. and you pass away and I'm like I want the bones. You want my bones? And like Bring could I get them? Could ritual? I get them? Uh, and they just like here, sign here. See, because on Cause one thing, you, you have the desecration right? of a corpse thing, uh, you know, laws about that. So I would say no. But on the other hand, it's like you see, you know, as a, an archaeologist will un- unearth someone. Now there could be like a statute of limitations if they've been dead for more than hundred years or something. That's purely my guess. I, I've never come across. You know, that. You know, yeah, oh, I know absolutely what you're talking about. Well, here's the thing. Um, no, uh, you should be able to because you got like people who they'll they'll have loved ones cremated and then they'll they'll put the ashes in little vials. Well, it's ashes, get, so it's not bones. But well, 
it's ashes. Because ashes could be anything. I mean, I could put a, a thing of ashes on my, you know, all my cigarette ashes and be like, yeah, that's my mom. I've seen too many real skulls well, no one has in a DNA my life sample to think that you house. can't pass ownership of them. I wonder, because I feel like that would be something, would I be weirded out if I walked into a person's house and I see a skull? I don't know if I'd be weirded out or not, because I don't really understand how to get skulls. Unless they told me, like, oh, I murdered this dude. It's my first kill. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is this a little is weird. This is my souvenir trophy. But anyhow, so yeah, uh, because of some amazing friends, you know, including, you know, like longtime listener Brett, he, he, he led the charge along with, with John Barton and so many others. Uh, uh, because of the just, what, almost three years of just going through this legal hassle and, and you know, so-and-so, so the people that collapsed it said, well, it was going to collapse anyway, so we don't know. And the insurance company said it was a flood issue, and the flood insurance company said, no, it's not. So, yeah. you know, and I was being quoted, like, multiple thousands of dollars. That's when you it. need to know the higher-ups in the world. Like, if you knew the local, if you knew the senator or something, but like, John, your company is well, parent, parent's company with this company, and they own the company that's giving me a hassle. Can right. you make a phone call? Well, you know, I'm on a first-name basis with, the Local congressman and county commissioner, but uh, they wouldn't have done, you know. Local congressman? Yeah. Kevin Brady, I imagine. Uh-huh. And then, who's the county commissioner? Mark Keough? Nope. He's he's judge. Okay. Who's the county commissioner? James Nowak. Oh, oh, in your area. Yeah, okay. yeah, in, in my... In I'm my trying position. to I'm trying to get back into politics, folks, because apparently it's revving up for this It'd year. It'd be revving up. I know in uh, Conroe, there's two open seats coming up yeah, for new, new city Yeah, new judgeship positions, and they're going to be hotly Things contested. Like that. So I know one of uh, the person running against Brady, uh, I think I believe her name is Laura... I don't know the last name. She reached out and wanted to try to get her on the show. Wonderful. So well... You know, Hopefully she gets on the show. Put it out there that when it's political season, even when it's not political season, I'd love to have people we, on. Yeah, we and love explain to me everything that I don't on. understand, and then I'll forget it when they leave. Regardless of political affiliation or whatnot, just come on. And speaking of which, happy BD birthday! No, not two good birthdays. Oh, they said BD. I was like, yeah, oh, happy good. BD. This is going happy birthday uh, anniversary of my sister's birth today, and she shares it with. Jay Stittleberg. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jay, if you indeed you be listening in on us or yeah, podcast. long-time listener, Jay Stittleberg. Happy birthday. Yeah, this is January the 8th, by the way. We are January the 8th, uh, 2020, and it is 9-10 on the dot here. Uh, so, had these friends come out and and brought sledgehammers? Well, those who are listening who need to have their driveway repaved, give some I'm pointers. Give some pointers. Up. Well, first off, surround myself with people way smarter than me. That's number one. Oh yeah, that's every day. Number two, have a game plan, and this was again uh, uh, the 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 primary drivers behind this were Sam Sigmund, Johnny Barton, and Brett Hanley. Yeah, other others helped, but they were like, okay, we we do this, then we do this. So what we did is uh, sledgehammered the broken parts of the driveway, half of my driveway. You know, when we took spray paint and marked off, okay, from here to here. So we were left with a rectangle, and then there was like dirt of varying levels, and there was the the cement culvert underneath the driveway and all the, you know, a lot of the dirt had been washed away. So after that, we got all the big chunks to the side. Then it was leveling out the dirt that was in there and then getting, renting one of those compactors mm -hmm. from, from Home Depot and just flattening it all out best you could. And then busting down the, the broken driveway into smaller pieces, like anywhere from a great, you know, baseball to head size kind mm -hmm. of thing. And then laying down a, basically a layer of that 
And then we got, I think, seven tons of gravel delivered, and they dumped it in the middle, and we spread that out, and then boom, 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 boom. So we this is a great visual. Uh, there's a lot of noises. Yeah, boom. boom so you were hopefully you were ear protection the whole time. Uh, no, but we had eye protection for when we're smashing driveway thing, and it was great. So I because I kind of presented it as a, like a rage room, and I felt like getting old electronics too, and just putting it out there in the yard. You could because like we were breaking sledgehammers. I think we broke at least two sledgehammers. I had to go buy new handles because we're just pounding the snot out of this driveway and it worked <clears throat> so i got to get a little bit more gravel delivered there was more driveway than gravel but for the first time in three years you mrs skippy and i were I able to video. park on our driveway now when you went to go rent the tamper uh what, what was like the most extreme tool you could have rented to help your process of rebuilding your driveway well the tamper helps so much well i know that yeah because i know was, that's like key to the end solution but like could you get a drill like what do you call it like a jackhammer a, a jackhammer yeah and that was my original plan but the sledgehammers did just fine yeah well i mean you have so many people with you it's that's that's and we the take key. turns swinging it uh you know bill giffen was there habitula i mean just a lot of people liz graven <clears throat> the cochamilio family you know and and we brought in pizza and, and they did this just because you know Family love, kind of thing. So it was really, and I know that you tried to make it because um, I know you had a tamper, and uh, but uh, it was a hand tamper, so it wasn't like an auto one. Yeah, like no, because we were looking at it, like the hand tampers, like this is gonna, this would take us twelve hours alone. You know, I grew up with that tamper. Okay, so you know of which I speak. Well, I, th- I think my dad chooses like the hard way. Because he probably has some to start. Character building. Yeah, he, yeah, he's that, that's. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I was because I learned that's where you, why you wear gloves every time you go out in the yard. Yes. Oh God, gloves and then, were uh, essential. But because it was like blister central out there. But yeah, they, uh, we got it yeah. going. It, it was just so wonderful. A, a great sense of community and family love and and all all that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, let's take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, we can kind of continue the conversation. Uh, folks who are listening. Feel free. You can always uh, chime in on our Facebook Live, and then, of course, you can call in or leave a text message at 936-228-9368. I believe that's what it is. Is that what it is? I think so. That's, that's, that's what I think so. <laughs> Call I was, the number and see what happens. See what I'm just kidding. It's, uh, yeah, it's 228-9368. That's uh, 936-228-9368. Uh, we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsors. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at 
or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Hey, welcome back. Nick and Skippy in the mornings, 916 on the dot. It's uh, cool and clear outside, you know, for posterity's sake. If you're looking back on what the weather was this morning, uh, I think it's like in the 40s right now, maybe the lower 50s. Uh, Sunshiny. Yeah, it was 37 degrees this morning. Yeah, I know. It was nice. Uh, Had ice everywhere. It was nice. Fortunately, thought enough that there was no ice on my actual car. You know, it was starting to melt down, but that car was cold when I got into it this morning. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, what are we talking here, balmy? Temperate, you know, just nice, nice weather today. Okay. Yeah. Although I think tomorrow, next couple of days, we may have some thunderstorms coming on, which I actually need for my driveway. I need rain to come to so sink it a little yeah, bit. Sink it a little bit. In that Did way, you build it a little high. <laughs> well, a, a bit, but just like I, I said, kidding. there's more driveway than than gravel, so we're getting more gravel uh, this upcoming. That's weekend. one of the hardest things is to make sure that the the moisture doesn't get into that little concrete because the cracks come coming. Mm. So, so I'm gonna spray did down. You, did you get a voodoo? Fluoride. Yeah, did you get some voodoo? People be like, no cracks. No cracks. <laughs> but, I should. You know, I wanted to talk to you about, and of course, our listeners are free to chime in about this. And I'll check the, I'll check the Facebook feed during the break. Is the Covington kid apparently is done with his first case where they CNN has settled the lawsuit? CNN settled. Let me see with an un, with an undisclosed fee, which is, uh, I, I mean, I guess that's just the way it goes. But from what I understand, does that mean? If anyone doesn't know the Covington kid, look it up. Nick Salmon. Uh, Nick Salmon. He's a young man who was happened to be in Washington. The Covington Catholic High School is in yeah, Washington. Yeah, it's an interesting little thing that happened. It blew up on Twitter, and then people wanted to hurt this kid. They were making threats, and then— He was presented as someone who was harassing a Native American man yes. and uh, because of the base of a video snippet, and then another video came out, and an unedited video shows there. the exact opposite. Like, but even kid. with that knowledge, there were some news outlets that— kept the original narrative going and that that was the basis so, of the suit. And I know what happened now is when that after that happened he they lawyered up mm-hmm. or the lawyer mm-hmm. came to them saying, Hey, we can sue these people because of Defamation. Defamation, mm-hmm. which is really hard to prove, from what I understand, in the United right, States. Right, especially racist defamation. So, Believe it or not, racist, to prove racism in a legal situation is really, really I hard. I think what helped this young man was he was an, uh, he was under 18. Mm. I feel like that's what kind of helped that his case. That didn't help, but here's the thing. For CNN to settle, now, I, I feel that most of but them he, will settle. Well, let's go, like, so he basically sued like news organizations, individuals, Washington celebrities. Post, CNN. And now this is the first one, because I know some of the cases got dismissed, mm-hmm. or portions of cases, but like this is the first part of, it, it basically they settled. So right. CNN is out of the... Yeah, and I, I experienced that myself when I was in this five-year lawsuit against a lot of major studio and production and networks uh, over a, a theft of intellectual property, uh, and... There was a point where one of the entities, well, first, when you first file a lawsuit, the the norm is to add everyone on the defendant list. Um, See what sticks. Ha, yeah, who's possible, because it's harder to add someone later. And so from that, like 30% get knocked off with, you know, re- lawyers responding, well, they really didn't have anything, so forth and so on. Then you narrow it down. And then there was one time in a deposition I was there, and there were some representatives from one of the entities. It was from a network. 
And during the deposition, we took a break and we actually had a fourth floor, fourth floor of the parking garage secret meeting between them and my lawyer, them saying, we want to settle right now. We want out of this because we can guarantee you we had nothing to do with it, but or we didn't know that these people did this. Yeah. So there was a there was a side settlement. So they were suddenly taken off the list, and then there were others to go. So same well, with CNN. Well, well, but for me, CNN to fold so quickly. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's funny is I was reading. You know, I love reading online comments, and one guy basically said AT and T made X amount of dollars in profit last year, and they don't really like this. Isn't that big of a deal? And I think uh, uh, I'm sorry. How does that go to they AT&T? own CN- CNN? Oh, oh, oh! I got you. And got so you. it was like they made some crazy amounts of money. Oh, it's not and, the money. Well, I think really what CNN does is, and especially in the news organization, think about when news organizations are reported in the news from other news sources. It's usually negative. So it's either fake news or whatever. And this to me is the biggest. You know, this they're fake news because they they settled. But imagine going through the court process. And the ongoing reporting of CNN being found out about what they did. To be- well, and that's kind of my point. Now, first off, I'm the first one to say, much like invoking the Fifth Amendment does not prove guilt, settling a lawsuit does not imply yeah. guilt. Yeah, well, I think that's why they did it. Pure, well, Because so, they want to get out of the news. They don't want to be part of the cycle. But that's the thing. It's The law has been pretty much on CNN's side. It is incre- exceptionally difficult to prove in a civil matter... Uh, but I think, defamation but as well this as this young man. It was under. Based. Well, this this is a young man. I think that's the problem. They kind of foresaw but that. But CNN had a case unless they didn't. Unless they have. Unless there was something going on that would have come out in discovery. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it would have come out, and anyone who reports on it so can for use CNN, it to their advantage. But again, CNN basically just knocked their own legs out from under them because they can't say we stand for the truth. We will take the story to the bitter end. No, they they folded quicker than France in 1938. That's a good one. Uh, you like that? Yeah, Thank like you. Uh, so how much money do you think, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, after lawyers and all this kind of stuff, does this young man, is his college taken care of? Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> he that's could probably buy the thing. university. Nah, I don't okay, know so the lawsuit against I think, all he, the... I think he sued for $250 million. Yeah, that, that's for everybody. No, I think that was... No, that's forever. The, the the lawsuit for all these individuals is basically they determined he is suffering. I it was for each one. You no, know, $250 million worth of uh, pain and suffering, mental anguish and defamation and loss of character, so forth and so on. So all those you still have words. all the other ones to go for. But here's the thing. The others are going, well, heck, if CNN folded, we don't stand a chance because they now, have. Are they? Is, so it, this is man, it illegal to tell anyone about how much they paid? Usually, if it goes into the settlement, like say say Susie's the lawyer that handled it, and she's my neighbor, and I'm handling Washington Post. I'm like, yo, Susie, how much do you settle for? Is she allowed to tell me? Not if there's a uh, gag order. Usually, with the settlement, it's a non-disclosure saying if for you tell any, yeah, if you, if, okay. if anyone says how much we settled, as for, you can tell, you I haven't really been back. to court, so I don't really know. Uh, my father is a lawyer, but so I'm I'm fairly confident that no one knows. But here's the thing: so the the total amount of lawsuit was two hundred fifty million dollars. CNN is one of several entities. I'm presuming he probably settled with CNN for probably twenty five million. In which case, he'll get uh, half of that. Is yeah. it like a lottery kind of thing? Well, yeah, because How's usually, tax? Uh, usually a law firm. No, no, uh, uh, settlements aren't uh, legal. Settlements aren't taxed. Are you serious? No, uh, yes, so, I'm serious. But how do you declare that in the next round of of? You don't. It's not income. Okay, so you put it in your bank and it can just be there. Yeah, it's there, and you never have to declare it ever. Correct. It's non-taxable. 
But what happens if you take it all out and cross the border and get caught? With what? Your own money? Yeah, the, you know, people don't like you carrying more than like five grand on you. You know the police officer. No, there may I, there may be laws with how much money cash you can you can hand have. So on yeah, you. so he's good. He, I mean, I mean that's good. I think. Uh, yeah, I would presume the lawyers took about half, maybe a little bit more with all the expenses, because that's what it does. Uh, uh, when you get a lawyer in contingency, it's like we'll we'll represent you for contingency, which means we get between thirty to fifty percent. I would have presumed fifty percent, well, and then on top of that, what's the important though with this outcome is it, it. You might you might say that the settling doesn't make blame, but what's nice is this can always can be used as it's, an example it's, it's a precedent of like you know what, let's not go based off a Twitter account. I that would no have one expected CNN to be one of the last to settle. That's what surprised me. I would have expected the small, you know, the individual reporters. Stuff like that because now they don't have a chance. You know they're going to go to court. Well, I know what really hurt them. CNN. From I imagine is their reporters and their people in that work for CNN went on Twitter and said stuff, which that's wasn't the whole point. that. Yeah, that's because you can't really delete that. And then if you have somebody saying this kid has the most punchable face, right? But see, the, when CNN settled, like, it, it wasn't uh, CNN and our lawyers. It's us as an organization. The lawyers are on their own. I, no, no, I, but, I said lawyers. Well, the I know, but I mean, I feel. Like in the public court of opinion, that's where you kind of start losing people. It's, it, you know, it's, again, that's the thing. When you settle, even though it doesn't imply uh, guilt, it does. People can't help but think that it's like when you invoke the Fifth Amendment, you could be as innocent as the day is long, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. People say, "Oh, he invoked the uh, he invoked the Fifth. He must be guilty." Innocent people don't invoke the Fifth. Much like innocent people don't settle, and sometimes it just gets down to the money issue. But again, CNN had the money to blow on a trial. They had the most to gain from staying in there and the most to lose from being the first to, to settle. So I'm really surprised about that. And uh, I mean, I think CNN's credibility is iffy at best, but this is not going to help them at all because they were the first to crater. Uh, well, again, I think when people go back, this would be a good reference. I think at the end of the day, this kid hopefully gets some money because— Oh, everyone's going to settle now. Uh, that, that's the whole point. Everyone's going to settle. Once CNN did, everyone else is—they were number one on the list. Is he suing that Native American gentleman who went on and basically like— I'm sure he's I would on say the lied list. about it. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's on the list. Yeah, because the guy flat out lied and then changed his story. He said that they approached him, and then another video came out. I was like, ah, oh, no, well, no, I, I went up there because these other guys were yelling at them, and I was trying to keep— Keep the peace. So I'm sure he's on the Wonderful. defendant list. Yeah. It reminds me of the Iran conflict we're having right now. Everyone really doesn't know what's going on. No, I know what's going on. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No one knows what's going on. I do. Do you have like an insight? Yeah. Who's your who's your Can't tell deep you. throat too? Yeah. Yeah. Deep throater? I got a deep throat. Deeper throat? No, the Middle East was not my theater. Uh but um, we can't. I mean, I don't really don't want to kind of talk about that because I don't really know. I think what it, what it makes me kind of uneasy about it is no one really knows what's going on, and it's happening so fast that it's like you can't just put your ear to the ground and wait and like sense what's happening because everyone's reporting very different mm -hmm. things, and it's just one of those scenarios that it's real. You got to be able to react fast or prevent, and no one really knows. And I, I think it's kind of funny that we're, after 200, 300 years of you know, written history of wars and everything, that we've kind of like really endured, especially World War One, World War Two. It's like, oh, this is this could be something that alters a country significantly, either Iran or the surrounding countries or anything. 
and people haven't really learned from that of what you know destruction really does to people but then again when you have people in the streets saying death to america i mean i don't know what else you're well they've been saying death to america since 1977 yeah. the Re- revolution when we president help, carter secretary of state came back and said listen we got to depose the shah because he's corrupt but i met this really cool guy named ayatollah khomeini and we really need to put him in power yeah and that's where it all well not where it all began because this is a uh when i don't want to say a civilization but there's a government or, or leadership form a, a national leadership that has always chanted death to America. I'm just saying the previous administration gave a hundred billion dollars to Iran, saying please don't hurt us. That's that's basically what that money was. Please don't hurt us. We'll give you a hundred billion dollars. Promise you won't you know make weapons grade uranium. And of course they they kept the program going. So we pulled out with the current administration and the missiles that were just launched on U.S. troops. I can guarantee you were bought with a part of the hundred billion dollars that the previous administration gave. So I know what's going on. I mean, I wish it was more like Mission Impossible kind of stuff, where like no one really knew who did it, and it, like turned out to be the CIA who hired no, someone I, else. No, I like no one who the I, I like white hats and black hats. Yeah, I like no one who 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 who's who. Well, we'll see. We'll kind of keep an ear on it. And if uh, you guys have a neat article or anything you want us to talk about, make sure to send it to us dickenskippy at gmail dot com. Yeah, Joe, I think we'll, we're I think we'll go you. into that more in depth when we have uh, like an expert on. Because you and I, I mean, I don't, I know, especially me, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of just make fun of, what well, I kind of read the funny stuff on the internet because some people are just so crazy. But I, now now I'm like filled with, you know, uncertainty because I don't know if it's Russian people talking to me about it, making the comments, trying to like divide me, like what to believe. Oh, Dick, that's so 2017 and 2016 and 18. That's why I like no, Facebook. You can no see their names. About Russians anymore. You can see their names, uh-huh. and that's why I like Facebook because you can kind of like, who is this person? This guy's Who crazy. are you really? This guy's crazy. But uh, is there anything else you really want to talk about? Because I know we have the Houston Money Show coming in at yeah. ten o'clock, which is happening later in the month, eighteenth and nineteenth uh, of this yeah. month. Yeah, so that's gonna be a lot of fun if you like coins and stuff. Yeah, well, we talked about my driveway and the beautiful friends that helped me with that. Um, you know, there's a movie being well, shot they, locally here. Well, uh, okay, we can talk about that. Cool. I was gonna talk about the Golden Globes. We'll do that. We'll do that after. Sounds good. Well, okay. I, the, the movie's really brief, so um, there's a. Are you talking about the movie you wrote? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're actually uh, last weekend. There was like filming galore going on, so I was uh, very uh, fortunate enough to be commissioned by a film production company to write a screenplay. It was supposed to be a short film, but we turned it into a feature. Uh, local talent, local resources, uh, um, being filmed right now. It's a film called Bailey's Voice. Uh, deals with uh, the effects of autism on a family, and yeah, kind of a slice of life movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to be shooting. Some local Woodlands and Conroe areas maybe need some extras, you know, background extras or, or restaurant patrons and stuff like that. So I make let people know when the callouts go for those. And yeah, I always imagine. I always imagine when you're doing low, bu- like when, when I say low budget, I mean you're just not. You can't pay, build a whole corner, you know, of a store or a restaurant. I feel like when you could still kind of go out and create a more professional scenario where you work with the restaurant and have. Don't just surprise people and show up and go, hey, you're all going to be in a movie. I'll go with that. Oh, no, no, you can't. There's a lot of I's that need crossing and T's that need dotted. Uh, I was in a film called Jack Everyman that I wrote that I also acted in. And uh, I was helped the director and producer, you know, secure locations. But we got a hospital ward for a scene. We got a restaurant. Did you have to pay for that? Nope. These were, no, sometimes you do. um, But sometimes it's like, listen, we can 
d- make sure to have your name on the establishing shot uh, or special thanks and the, yeah. the credits. But yeah, Oak, you know, Polly Ryan Hospital, which is now Oak Bend down in Richmond Rosenberg, they gave us like an entire floor of their hospital for us to shoot one day because, you know, with the equipment and BPs and stuff like that. Uh, Buffalo Grill kept the restaurant open for us after hours and, and fed like 50 people to make it look realistic. Uh, jumps bar and grill you, you know you can get a, a lot of places so we're, we're doing the same thing here bean punk we're looking at you and uh that'd be a hard place to shoot uh it would for uh there's uh in this film there's a because you know a, i'm a movie making expert right uh well bean punk if you've been there is beautiful it's very artsy and stuff it's just kind of narrow and it's hard it's to fit dark. equipment in there uh but yeah we can still shoot a scene there no problem um so we'll be I mean, asking, it'd be cool like Michael Coleon killing the guy's team, you know, because I could see that happening there. Yeah, he has the gun in the bathroom. Kicking in the front door. No, he has the gun in the bathroom. Yeah, because it's a straight shot to the front door from there. That's a cool. That's more of a Boondock Saints kind of scene than Godfather. No, no, just simple shoot and run. Did you see Boondock Saints when the guys, you know, the the assassins on the toilet and outside the bathroom door, he's hearing everyone else getting killed, and so (laughs) it's classic. Did you did you watch the Golden Globes? I did not, but I caught up on them the next day, and I had uh, live updates from Mrs. Skippy, who was like, oh, my gosh. I really didn't care who won what. Yeah, man. I, well, I will say this. I, I will <laughs> say this. The lineup for movies of last year are a significantly better than like when Green Book was out. True. Now, I didn't see this movie, but so. I heard that the best animated film was uh, uh, Missing Link. And just from the what I saw on how the characters looked, I was highly unimpressed, but I never saw the movie, so maybe it had a, like a movie with a heart. Uh, but a lot of people were surprised by that. Well, animations <laughs> can can do wonders for people. But I've not always been a Ricky Gervais fan. Uh, his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness. He does not have a filter. He doesn't care uh, what people think. And much like Mike Trump, you know, when you have a certain class person who just honest to God does not care what people think about him or her. Uh, they both fall in that category. And so sometimes Gervais will say things and do things that just I'm really not thrilled with. But I think his opening monologue uh, for the Golden Globes was just beyond well, beautiful. I think his entire hosting thing was fun. I think he cre- yeah. he creates that does, that want that people will well, want to watch a, the show. If you know, there's more of a blowback now, even from traditionally liberal uh, 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 comedians like Sarah Silverman and others who are saying... PC culture is killing us. We can't be yeah. funny. And it goes on both sides because you have Kathy Griffin holding up a severed Trump head. And the right goes bonkers for it. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's I it's not it a it's not a pardon the pun, it's not an impeachable offense. You know, it's up to the Secret Service to determine if it's a threat to the president. Yeah. And I really don't think it is, but that's not up to me. It's above my pay grade. But both sides just go bonkers. I, I just found it funny because she thinks that's something that's believable. Well, it's sometimes comedians like her. I think was like, well, you know, I'm not making it as a as a funny person. I'll make it as a political as a satirist. Yeah, and because you you heard that you know the Babylon Bee, which is kind of like the it's like the onions version of the onion, yeah. right? I've heard of that. Uh, is, there's a is, the, is there a liberal bumblebee? Yeah, Bumble the bumblebee? onion. Is the onion liberal? No, not well, not liberal, liberal. But I mean, it's, onion always seems to me they just do the funniest jokes. Well, available. so does Babylon B, but they it, it's it's like uh, AARP versus AMAC. Oh, okay, there are two seniors organizations, and AARP is, is and I'm a member of both because I get you know I get the Denny's discount and stuff. I, I got no problem with that. I'm old. I, I earned my discounts. Uh, 
but yeah, one leans right, one leans left. Now, I'm not saying AARP is liberal. I just never, I just never, I just never thought the Onion was leaning anything. I figure they just do jokes, and I know the Babylon Bee is definitely leaning one direction. Yeah, well, it's, it's satire. And think about how many. Okay, so we got the Babylon Bee on the other. I end, thought we you got, were going to say CNN. No, but, you but didn't. we got it was the, an opening the Daily for, Show. That was an we opening got for Trevor the, Noah. We got. Uh, Conan O'Brien, we got Jimmy Kimmel, we got Stephen Colbert, we got all these others. Well, once upon a time they were satire, now they're just flat out not satire. Yeah. But so you you have a I site. Jack. Jack's outside. Yeah, he He's is. Early. Hello, Jack. Jack, you're early. We see you, and we know it's cold. We'll let you in soon. But yeah, as far as the Babylon Bee, I, I love it, and and it's just uh, this congressman is getting bent out of shape uh, about it. it you know, well, I mean, the whole purpose of satire is not to say hi, I'm his, satire. I mean, his whole speech and everything is kind of what, like, that's what people enjoyed listening to because it's funny. Yeah. And if you're really offended by it, it's kind of like, well, I think you're... It's not the Babylon Bee's fault if people want to take it serious. Much like uh, Jon Stewart was freaked out when he learned that, like, 70% of viewers watching The Daily Show thought it was a real news show. And he was like, no, this is satire. Well, I mean, they kind of set it up as a new show, like the look and I feel. I know, but even, but even then, so. it's to say, of course these are... But that's also saying, like, that weekend update on SNL, people think that's real. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they don't think that's real. Well, again, but, I can see, but I can see the Daily Show folks who, like, are cycling through stuff. I can see them just kind of going through the channels and it ends like, oh, it's a news program. Not with the live studio audience laughing at the jokes. Mm. I mean, what happens to your heart of hearing? <laughs> and you're just doing the... <laughs> You're just doing the subtitles. Well, they'll, they'll say audience laughter in the subtitles. Nah. <laughs> okay, you got nah. me on that one. I don't dude. know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that makes up the seventy percent of people who watch TV still. No, uh, you're right. But no, I think it. I think it. Especially if I were the Golden Globes folks and they want to, or they're really shooting for ratings or something next year, pay pay him money to come back. No, he said it was his last one. That's was like I I don't care and and he was merciless on all sides, which I loved. Yeah. And I know that even despite his admonitions, some people did it and I know Michelle Williams. I think my favorite joke was the bird box joke. Okay, I missed that one. What was the uh, cuz I watched I the, I don't know verbatim, but it was more along the lines of like, you know, bird box movie came out this year, it was about a woman who had to uh, pretend to be blind and unaware of her surroundings, just like you and y'all's relationship with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and it was really funny. And he's like, he said the same, you know, basically going like, hey, he's your friend. Don't, it's not, don't groan. He's your friend. We all know he's y'all's friend. Well, I know he did the same thing with Epstein. So. Saying that. So, yeah. And that's why I, I, I liked hearing his monologue because he's like, he called them out on it. No, just take your award, thank whomever, and then leave. You know, you're. He said you were the least person. These people qualified to lecture anyone else on anything, and you know well, there there were a couple who you know can't help themselves. They want to make the platform. All power to them. You know, Michelle Williams, if she wants to talk about the children she wants to keep and not, that's her prerogative. I just I'm less of a fan of her than I was before. Patricia Arquette and whatever. Joaquin Phoenix. I heard more about him that he was kind of taking people to task for the global warming thing, but they were, he was like drunk or something and they had to play him off. So I didn't see that one. So I'll need to check that. There's, you know, my opinions on anyone really haven't changed except I'm, I, I appreciate Ricky. Well, yeah, I, I was more asking, more. did you want to see any of the movies? 
There might be a couple out there I'd want to see. I'd have to look down the list. When we're on break, let me look at the list of Golden Globes winners, and I'll tell you the ones that I wouldn't mind spending money right. on. And I did go watch the Star Wars movie. We can talk about that later. Okay. Well, we got about 20 minutes till our guest comes in. Uh, we got Jack from the Houston Money Show happening in a couple weeks here in Conrad at Lone Star Convention Center. He's been a previous guest, so why don't you, why don't you look it up after the show? And see what's going on from last year. I guess that's when they when they did it. But yeah. he's coming in at uh, ten. If you have questions, reach out to us, Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can always call us or text us during the show at nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. We'll check that out during the break. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Texas Joe Bailey here, spokesman for Love Your Veterans. It's our mission to shine light on our forgotten heroes, and you too can show your support by joining us at the Love Your Veterans Montgomery County Christmas Market, December 5th and 6th at Bull Solace Park. Activities for the kids such as photos with Santa and the Grinch, a marketplace to find amazing Christmas gifts, and it's all for a great cause. Learn more at loveyourveterans.org. Vendor registration is currently open. Hope to see you there. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health, by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or 
call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW Lope Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. With the darkest power. Hey. hey, 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 welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on. We're I'm finding my voice all over again. Nine forty five on the dot. Yeah. Forty seven degrees outside. Yeah. Sun shiny. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome Dick and back. Skippy. Uh, we got Jack from the Houston Money Show uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes. Again, we're taking questions. You can uh, private message on Facebook or you know do the call-in kind of text message thing over at 936-228-9368. Of course, email dickandskippy at gmail.com. And I also want to remind those who are listening that if you want to be a guest on the show, we do uh, take people. Dickandskippy at gmail.com is the best way to schedule your on-air visit uh, and just like Jack did. So... That's coming up. I know you're you kind of teased last segment for the new Star Wars movie. I know it came out. I know it kind of it didn't really seem to be make a big splash in my world. Uh, I know. I believe that's because the previous installment was so cruddy, and that's I went into this with very low expectations. I went in because my daughter and I had a uh, a, a tradition okay. for the uh, this series uh, to go to the. Each movie in the the D box, you know, this the special seats that rotate and yeah. jigger, and you know, you can control it. <clears throat> so they, re- I, I think they released your mucus. That's why they've originally made it. There it's we go. It's for those people who have was it bron- was it a 
Well, I've probably What's got that horrible disease where your lungs get filled up with stuff and they make pneumonia? No, it's some I forget. Pneumonia. No, it's not pneumonia. Tuberculosis. Is it tuberculosis? Yes. Yeah. But anyhow. They make special like vests and stuff to help <laughs> shake it. It's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I need. Well, Children exactly, get it all the time. It's exactly what it does. So we both saw the the previous film, which is The Last Jedi, and we both agreed it I felt it blue. Well, I'm glad your daughter agreed on that because I was always wondering if the newer Star Wars are really because you can't really judge a movie because you know the oldest generation of the first Star Wars loved them for the nostalgic reasons, but then when Episode One, Two, and Three, like I enjoyed them, I didn't think they were groundbreaking. But I mean, there were certain things, elements to the show that I know as a movie, like as I enjoy the idea of what it takes to make a movie. Like what he did to make those movies is pioneering. Like he pioneered. It was. So I was like, this is really cool. It looks really good. I can't wail on, well, no, visually it was stunning. And I can't wail on Lucas for using green screen technology because Peter Jackson did the same thing with Lord of the Rings and it worked. Well, he kind of did a hybrid. Yeah. My um, now I'm in that generation. I was uh, 11 years old when A New Hope came out, or when I first saw it, it was just called Star Wars. I remember the second time I watched it, I saw Episode Four, New Hope, and I'm like, that wasn't in the last one. Because I think what, what, in my opinion, what really ruined one, two, and three is that if you remember watching them, it's almost like they set it up like a sitcom, like the camera angles and stuff. Like it's almost like uh, yeah. the way they did the stages and everything is like, all right, let's pan from left to right. Right to left. Well, that's the whole problem when you and, have a green screen technology. Yeah, I think kind that's of, really what kind of because it cheapened the whole feel of like you're not ingrained into that world. You're not on the ship with them. You know they're on a stage and they're moving around. But there was a couple scenes like when they're in Tatooine and stuff. It was cool because it felt like oh they're in Tatooine. But when they're doing anything that was like in the Senate or anything, you're like oh it's clearly a stage. They're just sitting there. And just, yeah, it was abundantly obvious. So what did you think of the newest one? Loved it. Would you send people to go see yes, it? Would you spend I, the f- whatever X amount of dollars? What's no, the most you would spend to see it? Well, I spent... <laughs> between the the two D-Box seats, which were 20 bucks each, and this is for the, that was the cheap rate for them, because this was the, we went early in the morning. Uh, then, you know, my daughter, we had, she had to get the big popcorn and two drinks. That was another $20. So I spent 60-something bucks on... This experience, I wouldn't spend sixty bu- something bucks again, but I'd spend money to watch it again. I felt the the previous installment just had a lot of lazy writing in it. I was just highly unimpressed with with how they handled certain characters. The characters were written by the you know. If you want to write a character who's established and you're a new writer, first thing you need to do is talk to the actor and actress actors and actresses who play those characters. No, they're just cattle. Well, that's how they were treated, and that's why Mark Hamill was just furious, and rightfully so. I think how his character was treated was stupid, it was, and it was it was lazy writing. This is a spacefaring civilization of at least they've been going to space for a hundred years. By now, someone would have gotten drunk and said, "Hey, what would happen if I go into warp with another ship in front of me?" They would have known. So for this to be suddenly when Laura Dern sacrifices herself, oh and, yeah, that was you know, and of course the very first thing that happens is our hero is responsible for countless hundreds of deaths when he says, let's go bomb the, the big ship. And all that has to happen is for anyone above him, which is, you know, like 50 people who have more rank than him, to go on the radio and say, no, back off. You know, so it was just lazy writing. This one, uh, Rise of Skywalker, in the first, and, and I wrote this on Facebook, in the first 10 minutes had more action, adventure, laughs and cries than the entire previous movie did. I, my daughter and I sniffled up oh at certain gosh. points. We laughed out loud. Weak. We were weak. If everyone didn't die at the end, I don't want to see it. There are deaths. 
I will say there are deaths. And it was just so satisfying. Now, I knew that there are many portions of the film that were a walk back from the previous one. And that's again, that's nothing new. George Lucas likes to say he had the whole thing planned out. He truly didn't. In Empire Strikes Back, uh, a screenwriter named Lee Brackett wrote that story. Okay. She, she, and she was supposed to write the third movie, which was originally going to be called Revenge of the Jedi. She, so she set up the whole, I'm your father, or no, Luke, I am, you, you know, however, however, however it was phrased. All these things she set up, and then she died. And they didn't, and so the whole brother and sister thing, Luke and Leia, that wasn't an original plan. That never was. And the proof in that was, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole a little bit here. Well, there's that. But Lucas was told by 20th Century Fox, if this movie, you're you're contractually bound for at least two films. If the movie is a hit, you can do your trilogy. If it's not, you have to do a lower budget sequel Mm -hmm. that we can recoup some of our money back. And so Lucas wrote a script, screenplay. Nice to know that you have a job after the first one. Right. Called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. And That's what happened the true was, sequel. Well, yeah, it, it's it's supposed yeah. to be canon because, and, and it was. And in that, in the screenplay, and then in the book version, because when Lucas was green, greenlit to do the other movies, he gave it to Alan Dean Foster to say, here, turn this into a book instead and make it part of the real universe. There is a line in there where Luke is thinking about the good time scene Leia have had, and it highly, highly suggests that they have had intimate relations. Because you're a pervert. Well, I'm not the pervert, but now see Lucas is because he's like, oh no, they, they're, they're brothers. So and go sister. see it. It's in theaters. But Check so, it out. <laughs> long story short, behind that is that in Star Wars, they're used to having to kind of retcon some stuff for various and sundry reasons. You know why is you know you, you, well, like I said, Lee Brackett's death. So with this, them having to walk back a lot of the previous movie with well, your parents are. Uh, nobody's, ah, but their parents, you know, that kind of thing. It's kind of a cheat. And, you know, in the old days, it would be Obi-Wan saying, well, what I told you was the truth from a certain point of view. Same basic premise. You know, when when Alec Guinness had to walk back some some bad writing in the previous movie, when Luke's like, you flat out lied to me. And like, oh, no, I told the truth from a different point of view. Same thing with this. I highly, highly recommend well, cool. Rise of Skywalker. And it had some flaws. But boy, it was good. All right. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet? No, I don't really. I had a desire to go to the theater to see it. This is when you want to. Oh, because we caught it, like I said, 3D, D box, oh, yeah, and everything. Out. It I was. Oh, it was so worth it. I'm not, wor- I'm not worried. Watch about it in that. 3D. Don't worry about the D box, because basically, anytime someone fires a lightsaber, your seat vibrates. Um, Fair enough. I mean, and the, the space battle scenes were good because it was like a Disney ride. You know, we're like all over doing this. It was fun, but you should see it in the, in the big screen. I'll go with you. We'll go catch a matinee. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's end this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, we got about five minutes until we have the Houston Money Show on. So is there anything else you want to close out today's show after? I've missed you. Yeah? Yeah, that's I missed, nice. I missed you hard, Dave. That's uh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, 20, the Roaring Twenties so far. It's nice to be back in a decade that you can talk about because I, I don't know if you've noticed this. In the 20th century, we were able to break down everything by by decade. You know, the 80s had big hair and, and okay. music and MTV, the MTV generation. Now we have AirPods. The 90s was grunge. The the 60s was the hippie movement, the or civil rights movement. 70s, where you see, there was the disco era. You see, we were breaking down by... 
decade. But for the aughts and the teens, which are hard to talk about, you know, to say, well, these are, we're in the teens or we're in the aughts, that's where it became generations. Millennials, boomers, Xers, Yers. Those are new words to me, too. I still that's don't get the boomer. Now we can get back in the decade. Where you know what are the tw- are the twenty twenties going to be the roaring twenties are they going to be the let's hope so then we we'll go the downhill downhill thirties yeah right right <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean I th- I think it's something that it's fun to look forward to I know there's a lot more going on in this world and we're a lot more connected mm-hmm. so I think that's important to kind of see when we start absorbing everything in the future it's like you know we all kind of uh, there's a lot of cause and effect in the way we treat each other. And then, especially with social media and consuming that social media, because it's like the TikTok thing, I still don't really get. And I, I was on it for a while. Well, I, I think it's something like it, there are certain social medias that you use to consume your time, both as a contributor, but then also as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that and Snapchat and stuff that. That didn't really grab my attention. I'm I'm also unique, and I feel in that sense that there's certain things that do grab my attention. Like, you know, I get obsessed with video games, but like when it comes to technology, I get sometimes obsessed. But for like TikTok and that kind of stuff, Facebook is continually. Uh, I think Facebook's very impressive what they've become after yeah. 15 years or 20 years they've been around. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's amazing that they. If you listen to when uh, when they first became a public company, publicly traded, he did a. Uh, keynote what's his name zuckerberg did mm-hmm. and talking about like what he wants to accomplish with his brand and he did about three-fourths of it i think the only thing that he didn't do that's a big one he wanted to be a bank but you can still send money so they're technically a bank because they're holding on to that money until you accept it mm-hmm. so i know that you can send money through facebook so i guess in a way he did because uh, you were basically what he really wanted to do is create an online shop and people can pay for stuff through facebook so everything's handled in-house but uh, but you, you can kind of do that. They have the marketplace. I was about to say they got the marketplace and they but, do so. Uh, but I'm impressed with that, and especially with where they're going to go with it. I'm I'm I really have zero concern about security. Like I, I think if you're silly enough to put stuff that has the capability of hurting somebody, like you're going to get found out no matter what. And then like at one point, because I think everyone kind of knows. Even back in the like inst- like if we go to our natural instincts, you know when you do something wrong. And there's always something where you have that in the back of your head, no matter what. Like, is it worth the consequence to do this? Because it's never you're never like found with your pants down or something like that. Most of the time, you know you're doing something wrong. So I think uh, I'm not I have no concern really with the privacy stuff. Does it really surprise you that people sell your sell your stuff? No. And again, that's not, it's been it's. I don't the only really, new thing about this is how readily available it is now, or how readily well, people are doing it. But there's always been chain letters and I'm curious on the business side, like, what is the cost of a person? What I, is the... I, the cost of a person? Because I know Facebook oh. sells, like, you know, they try to target you when you search, like, Taco Bell or whatever. Mm. Taco Bell comes up on your <laughs> Facebook feed. I gotta tell like, you Like, I'm that. wondering, like, how much does Taco Bell really pay to have that ingrained in their that's system? That's a very good question. Because that's, that's, to me, is pretty smart if it's a good payment. Because, I mean, you're like... I mean, can you imagine some dude setting up a computer, building this whole thing with a team of, like, 10, and you make a billion dollars a year between 10 people? Like, I know they have a lot more employees than that. But, you know, talking about, like, it's kind of amazing they built, like, the online manufacturing business. Because, I mean, back, you know, right when the Industrial Revolution, that's what made people a lot of money was the manufacturing process. And that's how they made Buku dollars. Mm -hmm. 
So instead of just buku bukuya dollars, they make buku dollars. Speaking of targeted ads, I just have to quickly talk about this. So you know, you've heard me talk about me being in this group called the Dinner Detective, which yeah. is you know an improv murder mystery thing, which is a lot of fun. Well, sometimes I play uh, the detective in this. Sometimes I'm the killer. Sometimes I'm a victim. Sometimes I'm a red herring. Sometimes I'm the detective. And as the detective, there's a gag where you get someone from the audience and you send them up and you give them like rapid fire questions, you know, chocolate or vanilla, mountains or beaches, ginger, Marianne, so forth and so on. And the uh, punchline, the last one is supposed to be boxes or briefs because it's a gag that happens later as a result. And there was one night where we were rehearsing it and I had my phone in my hand and I wasn't on Facebook, but my phone was in my hand and I was... Be, for the rehearsal, I was that guy, and they're asking me, you know, Ginger Marianne, this or that, so forth, you know, Cowboys or Texans, blah, 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 and then it's boxes or briefs. And I said, depends. That's my go-to joke. Ha, ha, we all laughed, and this and that. The next morning, my phone, my targeted ads, I started getting uh, depends. <laughs> I don't believe. I mean, I don't. I don't doubt it, man. That's. I mean, that's just so, the way it happens. I, so Facebook, listen. I know I'm of a certain age now, but the bladder's fine. My you know, my continence is a okay. Uh, I'm good with my. Well, I don't, little think, I don't think they're that brief, into it. Hammocks. I think it's just hey, that depends as a client of ours, and they yeah. pay money, and so that's. I think that's how it really works. I think when people think like, oh, there's they're monitoring you know no, the, I, there was monitoring going on because there's no well, i know they're a bit more of they're not just collecting that just to have i think it's there's certain keywords that they're looking for oh, yeah. so if you say kibbles and bits you know kibbles and bit hold on and if they're a client you're gonna boy i sure could use some kibbles and bits okay we're gonna see if I. Well, get. we're gonna take a quick break we got the houston money show coming up here that's happening here in conroe we have jack in the studio again he's a reoccurring guest stick around we're gonna play some uh, sponsorships so please listen to them and support them because they support us. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com.
What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, it's 10.04 on the dot here on Wednesday, January the 8th, 2020, Auto Domini. And we got special guests in the studio now. You yeah, got Dick do. and Skippy on the air. What's up? It, uh, let's let you know, it's 52. It already broke up to 52 degrees out there. It's going to get a few degrees warmer. Still beautiful outside. Enjoy the weather while you can. Come and marvel at my newly, partially reconstituted driveway. Just drive up and down, you know, back and forth on it. It's so fun to do now. My needs are simple, but hey, Dick, we got we got. Do you know Jack? I don't. Do you know? I know Jack. Do you know Jack? I, I have Jack money. <laughs> yeah, I know Jack and Squat. No, we got Jack Doramont. Please tell me I'm replacing uh, pronouncing that right. Well, you basically butchered it, but uh, <laughs> 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 it was close enough. Doramont. <laughs> My name is Jack Dumaret. Dumaret. Dumarat. Dumarat. What does it say? Domarat? Domarigato? What did I say? Well, it's the spelling has changed over the years. Uh-huh. Most people ask me if I'm French, but I'm not. It used to have a D on the end, and it would be pronounced Domurad. Domurad. Polish. Wait, okay. Polish and Italian. Okay. But nonetheless... In any language, his name is Jack. And we're talking about the 63rd. The 63rd Houston Money Show. Money this show. is so cool. Jack was in the studio. Yeah. I can't believe it's been a year already. It feels it's only been 12 Has months. Has it been a year? Or did y'all move yes, it up? Almost to the day. Oh, wow. I know, yeah. right? Well, let me uh, just give me a moment, guys. Let me mm-hmm. just say what's going on. So the Houston Money Show is coming here to Montgomery County. You want to help them out? Oh, yeah. Uh, just... It's coming uh, here to Montgomery County I'm on 20, uh, January 17th and also 18th. Uh, so that's Friday and Saturday, and basically it's open to all ages. Admission is $3 a day. Uh, kids, uh, children under 17 are free. Uh, their photo ID is required, and we'll learn more about that. And then they also have an auction. They have an auction only from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to learn more about how to get into that, if you can get into it, because these are coins, man. There's gold, silver, coins, precious jewelry. Uh, this is one of those trade kind of things, too, so you actually could bring your coins and have some people look at them, and you might be able to sell some. And I imagine uh, we'll learn if you actually have a lot and you want to sell. Jack is the person to talk to. The website to learn all about what I just said is Houston Coin 
HoustonCoinShow.org. That's HoustonCoinShow.org. It's in the description, all that kind of stuff. So let's get on to talking about coins. I got a couple questions for you, Jack. Sure. Uh, reading your uh, the the public encouraged to attend is the auction on Friday. Is that a closed auction or is that an open auction? No, it's not a closed auction. It's an open auction. Okay. It is uh, one of our new features in the show this year. Yeah. Our reputation has grown pretty well in Conroe, uh, and uh, together with the Conroe Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, a dealer who frequents our show uh, approached me last year. And he's nationally known uh, in the field of early copper and colonial coins. It's a pretty narrow uh, subject, but a very interesting subject, way back at the beginning of our country. And uh, his auction focuses mainly on this, but it is open to the public. It's on Friday night. Uh, there's no charge to get in for that. Uh, you can come in and just watch the auction. It starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, the uh, auction itself... Uh, is going to be on the internet. There'll be a catalog oh, there cool. if people want to get into it. So it's going to be. Can I be like the secret Bond villain that you don't, you know, you don't <laughs> see my face, but just the shadow figure holding up the? Uh, you can just come and sit thing? and watch. Uh, that's what I plan to do. This is my. Oh, if first. you want to go the easy route, so like, sure. Can, uh, let's just give a little details out there who are listening. When you watch an auction, like, are we talking like treasure coins and like a variety of really high end? Everyone's wearing gloves and. Things like that when they're touching these items. Is this what kind of auction it is? Well, it shouldn't scare anybody off when you use the word high-end. I mean... Uh, well, when I think of auction, I think of like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like Sotheby's. It, it could, some of them could be. Okay. In all honesty. But every one of the lots, there's 250 to 300 lots. And uh, some will be more modest in price. I don't think there'll be any 50-cent lots, but uh, they'll be more modest. Uh, others will be more expensive. Yeah. And, well, that's, uh, that's one thing that always interests me, Jack, about coins is how to put a value on it and how that determine that value when they resell it. Because a lot one thing I love about the, the Houston Money shows I've been is there's a lot of history there, too. So if you find certain booths that you can find coins from the Civil War and also, you know, when we those kind of things. It's really cool. It's, I brought my nephew... And it was really cool to see, like, this coin is 200-something years old. And, like, this is, like, you know, during this time, this is what was going on. So that's what I liked about it. But there's also some well, there's, major sellers. and It's probably like everything else in life. There's a lot of different facets. There's a lot of different directions to it. Uh, some people pick up a coin magazine or read in the newspaper only when something that a million dollars appears. Right. And they think that's what it is. And it, it, that's part of it. But... Certainly not for me, and for the vast majority of people. Well, it's like in the arts world too. Yeah. You hear the Rembrandt yeah. sold for 120 million, but you know yeah. there are plenty of non-Rembrandt sold now, for the 50 other, bucks. The other angle is, I mean, personally speaking, my my take on it is I collect for the historical value, mm -hmm. for the fun. Uh, it's kind of like when you buy a new car. I know when I buy a coin uh, tomorrow, I can't get what I paid for it. Uh, it might sit for a few years and maybe come back. So that's a different perspective. Uh, other things are just historical in nature. Some people collect uh, tokens, subway tokens from years ago. I, mean, other, I think that's so cool. Dick collects uh, Beanie Babies. Yeah, they collect all kind. People collect all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. And for kids to be able to go and uh, fish out a coin, and even one of the, we call them junk boxes, but they're just you know the old shoe boxes with the things that dealers haven't sold, and they can go through and maybe find something from. Uh, uh, the Depression year or the mm -hmm. year that Grandpa was born or the Civil War 
That's the cool part. Well, like the history thing, one thing I like we all do is you'll have it's children are welcome. You'll have children oriented events to basically encourage coin collecting, which is really cool. My nephew got his books, and then we asked for more and things like that because you do the year quarters and dimes and pennies, you know, those kind of things. Another thing I'm seeing on Saturday, you have a guest speaker, uh, Ricardo de Leon, uh, is talking about the early coins of Texas. So it's so from 1584 to 1835. So if you like, again, that, that whole history with coins is, I mean, would you say coins are the first way we really mass-produced a, a money? Like paper wasn't first. Coins oh, yeah, first. no, definitely definitely coins because the paper would represent, if, if memory serves, like the value of uh, the, the, the note. The it coin. was a note. Yeah. It was like we have it in our bank. Mm-hmm. But coins is like, though, that's the value in your hand. Well, I have a friend who's got a, a press. Do you by chance know the name um, Christopher Welsh? Chris Welsh? No, I don't. Just, I, I used to work with him, but he's like big into the old. He would make like Roman style coins based on those old presses and stuff and just had a big, you know, that's a big love for him. Well, when you think of a coin, a coin really is just some type of a method of exchange, commercial yeah. exchange. And if you go back, way back in history, uh, you'll find coins that are made out of uh, uh, buttons. You'll find coins that are made out of rock. You'll f- and then gradually developed. And then the, uh, back in the Roman times, of course, every emperor that came along, uh, the their, their prestiges, uh-huh. they get their face on, on their coin while they're there. Some of them for only a very short <laughs> period of time. <laughs> well, you're a history guy, and Sean is too. In the United States, how, do I get, how would it take to get me to get my face on a coin? Like, what do I have to do? Is there Give like a lot a, of money to the Franklin Mint. Is, well, there, is there just... No, I'm, I'm saying, like, is it more of, like, they approach you to get their face? Or is it more you qualify and you, like, push for it? You campaign for it? Oh, well, I, is, No, you can't pay for it. There's a certain protocol. Actually, you can't... Uh, there's a series of coins out with the, pre, with the uh, presidential dollars. Not too many people know about those because... So every they, president they we they get... They don't circulate. Every president however, we get, they put a, yeah, they however, make a coin However, that being said, that the president that is alive cannot be on those. You have to be... You have to be dead. You have to be oh, dead before sucks. you can get on them. So, you know... That's a rule here in the United States. Yeah, that's a rule? About that? So that's a rule. Yeah, yeah. That's it. See, I don't know this. I mean, yeah. like, I feel like people who work there work there because their dad worked there or their mom, and it's just kind of like... It's all in the family, and they don't really know what yeah, the rules are. And then they are. have certain rules on how long coins have to be uh, the same coin before it can be changed. The, the biggest exception to that, of course, was when John F. Kennedy was killed, mm-hmm. and they rushed through the Kennedy, uh, the legislation for the Kennedy half dollar, pushing out the Ben Franklin half dollar. And uh, it's very interesting. But you mentioned a couple cool. of things, if you don't mind me picking yeah. up on them. Uh, our club is uh, primarily... Actually, 100% educational in nature, in some way, sort, or form. Like you mentioned, we have educational speaking uh, on Friday and Saturday at the show, mostly adult-themed things. But we also have something uh, that you didn't mention that I would really like to mention. On Saturday this year, we have something really new. It's called a youth auction. This is just for kids. Uh, U.S. coin down on the Katy Freeway has donated some wonderful, wonderful prizes for the kids. Our club is going to give the kids... Your uh, camera's to your some, left right there, yeah. so if you want to show... Our, I'm sorry. Show yeah, that. There you our go. club is going to give... I didn't realize there was a camera Oh, there. yeah. Our club's going to give the kids some Monopoly money. Okay. And we're going to let 40 young kids, 17 and under, 
They can sign up starting on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, the auction is Saturday afternoon, and we're going to give them. Uh, we have an auctioneer coming in. He oh wow! So they're really going to be, be a, doing it. Uh, an ex-member uh, of our club that's now the president of the Texas Numismatic Association. He's going to be the auctioneer. What's that, Slow? Texas and, Numismatic. Uh, what we're going to hope the kids do is, in addition to winning some really cool prizes, and every kid's going to get something by the end of the day, we want them to get the benefit of learning in an auction. You know, if I blow this money in the first two minutes, you get one I, coin. I don't get a chance at that prize down there. Right. Or if I hold my money back for that prize there and I don't win it, then I you got, got some monopoly so money. It's on an you. educational venture, but we want to stir their imagination, stir their. Uh, they're thinking, maybe get them interested a little in coins. And so this is our first year. Uh, we're really excited about it. So when and does that happen? This is on Saturday afternoon. Okay. That's the, I believe, the 18th? Mm -hmm. Yes, the 18th. First 40 kids. It's limited to 40 because that's all we can hold. Uh, Sign-ups begin at 10 a.m. on Saturday in the lobby. Then there's a preview of all the prizes. They can look, see what they want to bid on. And the auction starts at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and we hope to be done in one hour. So it won't be a, a burdensome thing. Well, if folks who are listening, they can just you can just visit the webpage. I put it up on the Facebook, HoustonCoinShow.org, and then there's a, a tab at the top yeah, called Visitor on, Info if you, and if you Schedule to, Events uh, right there. Yeah, I've, I've got that on my phone here. This is all listed on the Schedule yeah. of Events. It's all yeah. right there. Yeah. The other thing with the kids this year, we, uh, I have a wonderful gentleman that's come into the club, uh, and he has a broad background in advertising and promotion. And we've decided that the, the last couple of years we've put themes into our show, an overall theme. And this year the theme is called Texas the Beautiful. Nice. And there's a reason for that. Uh, I don't know if you realize, but the government right now is in the middle of a, 20, a quarter dollar program Every year they honor five states. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, America the Beautiful. Well, let me show you the door price for each day. Is that okay? Now, Jack showed me this outside. This, this is, is cool. the coolest thing. I'll show thing. it to you later. But each day we're giving away. This is a United States quarter, yeah, right believe there, it or not. Right there. I'll show you the front. But it's not your typical quarter. This is five ounces of silver. And it's not May the I kind of it? quarter you spend. It's kind of a misnomer. Oh, whoa. Uh, no, but it honors, it honors... It's skippy size, you know. Yeah, it honors the San Antonio missions. And if you hold that still, I can go right around it. But there's some symbols there that honor yeah. farming, the San Antonio River, the Spanish heritage up in the right-hand corner. And on the left uh, are the churches and... And on the back we have the, the yeah, stupid that, president. That's the obverse or the front. And what you saw before is called the Rebirth. But we're giving one of those away. Everybody that comes to the show... This looks so clean. ...is going to get a... Isn't that beautiful? ...going to get a ticket, going to go on a raffle, and we're going to have a winner on Friday and a winner on Saturday. This is purely a collector's item. Not, not this, yeah. I mean, you can, you can measure a, the ounce. You can they, spend that as yeah, a quarter. you could. They you can spend they, this as a quarter. Yeah. They call it's it legal a quarter. But... And it is a it's legal tender. Let's put it that way. If you took that to stop and go, here you go, sir. But it'd be worth Jack. a quarter. Um, but here you go, Jack. Obviously, you don't want to do that. I might find it hard coming back uh, here to help <laughs> again if you did that. But yeah, so th That's this really is cool. in honor of Texas the Beautiful. The other thing we're doing is uh, every youngster that comes to the show this year 
uh, is going to get a regular size Texas the Beautiful quarter uh, <coughs> just to help celebrate Texas That's the that Beautiful. quarter, but in quarter size. A regular size quarter, just like you would find in change, only it will be the same design. So th those are some things that we're very, very excited about. Um, we also have uh, something for the public that is really cool. You don't have to be a coin collector, but we have a room that's set up with exhibits. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing two. Other people are putting exhibits in, and there's all different topics. And what we do is we work on things. We, we get cases. We do our exhibits and put it on display, and you can come in and just look at them, study it, learn about it, maybe see some things you never realized. Uh, my topic, I'm doing, a, uh, I'm doing one coin from every country in the United Nations. I got this thought nice. when I was, I was in New York City a few years ago, and I went to the United Nations, and I said, gee, it would be neat to get one coin from every country. So I just started in. So I've come full circle on that. So that's going to be on display. And then I'm doing a little one-case display on uh, Texas half dollars that were uh, made between uh, 18... What? I'm going through in my head now, 1834 to 1838. These are little commemorators. So all different kinds of things. It's amazing. Uh, What's well, one of the fun things about coin collecting? Because when I was a kid, I, I was very fortunate to kind of grow up all over the world, so I would always get coins from different countries. And my father, whenever he'd go on tour somewhere, he'd bring me back some, you know, Filipino coins or yep. whatever. Uh, but much like, you, you know, you get your nerds, like the Star Trek nerds, and I'm one of them, who they'll get this box set because it's all, you know, the Kirk series or the Borg series, something, you know. Something with coins, it's just not grabbing a coin. You can... It, it is literally kind of a treasure hunt. You know, I want the 50 states quarters. You know, I want one quarter or from my birth, I need one of each coin from my birthday or estimate or something like that. It's it. You can get deep dive into it so much on, on coin Your imagination is your limit. Exactly. Uh, well, one, one thing, too, though, is you can pass it on. Yeah, exactly. Because I know I've got my great grandfather was a coin collector. My mm -hmm. dad, my dad now has the coin collection. And then every year for my birthday, while they were alive, he was giving me coins. I've got a box then, of coins, which includes the 1976 silver commemorative edition of the coins that they made for you know the bicentennial. Yeah. And I've got that they're still in their seals. Fiftieth well, anniversary is coming up on that pretty soon. And yeah, well, you know, yep. if it, if it's worth well, a lot of money, I'm going to tell my son, "Sorry, but I'm right." Well, now. you know, people ask me; they call me on the phone all the time. Uh, I happen to be the president of our club, so I'm, <laughs> I'm the poor guy the that has to list my phone, phone number. Right? So, no, I meet a lot of nice people, but people always call, and, you know, they always say, what's this worth or what's that worth? Mm -hmm. And my answer is it's, all, it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. There you go. And there's another worth, though, um, and you mentioned it. You don't always think of it, but it's called sentimental value. Uh, I've still got complete collection of... Uh, ben Franklin half dollars. I don't know if you remember those or not. I do. Uh, I got a complete collection of Mercury dimes. And I got these from my paper route, my snow shoveling, mm -hmm. uh, go to the store. My grandmother used to give me a couple of cents change. So they're not worth a lot, but I would never get rid of them. So there's all kinds of different ways to look at it. Well, and let's remind folks, Friday, January 17th and Saturday, January 18th, 2020, this year at the Lone Star Convention Center this month, 
Uh, we Children are 17 are free. I do want to let folks know we have tickets in our hands. It's $3 to get in. They want you to come. So what, we have so many tickets in our hand. If you're interested in going to the show, just private message Dick and Skippy in the mornings, either at our you know email address, dickandskippy at gmail.com, or Facebook and our Twitter or anything like that. Just private message us, and we'll uh, leave some tickets to the side for you at the studio for you to come pick up because you have plenty of time. I believe this, this event's happening next weekend. So uh, we'll be just kind of open giving them away. So if you're listening to the podcast, just message us if we still have tickets. They gave us so they gave us a lot. So they want you to be there. Uh, and also bring your kids. It's it's like I'm telling you, I brought my nephew. I went with my father because he collects coins, and it was a lot of fun. Like we stayed there for probably two and a half hours, just mm-hmm. hanging out. Uh, make sure to check out the event uh, schedule on their website because. Those specific things, if you're looking for, you got to be there at that time. You can't just kind of, it didn't just happen every hour. You got to be there at that specific time. Do we so, have time to mention? Yeah, uh, we have plenty little, of time. Absolutely. Um, one other thing I, f- I failed to mention, it's one of the highlights for kids, is we have a, a kid's room, a room set up uh, for kids. Uh, we have chaperones in there. Adults are welcome to come in with. We encourage mom and dad to come, guardians, whatever, and work with the kids. But we will give the kids at absolutely no charge. We'll give them a little brown bag, and we have a big treasure chest full of world coins, coins from all over the world, and as many as they can fit in their hand at one yep. time. Uh, <laughs> this is what my nephew can, did. <laughs> they can take home and have. Also, we're going to give every kid that comes in that room, we're going to give them a, uh, remember the, the little boards you used to push the pennies in? Oh, Those yeah. little blue books? Uh-huh. Well, every kid's going to get a blue book. <gasps> And we're going to cover I the tables. Those. We're going to cover the tables with with pennies, okay? And we're going to ask the kids to have fun. Sit down with mom and dad. We have some lamps there and little magnifying glasses, and find as many dates as you can find. See if you can fill the book up. So um, again, we, we, again, like uh, I said, that my nephew got that book, and then yeah. we had you or you can order. There's a way to get them for free, be to pay for shipping. For like quarters and dimes and things like in different years and things uh-huh. like that. There's a way to do it, but then there's I forgot what it was. It's a really interesting way to get those books. Yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not on is... the same wavelength with you right now, but they're, they're a lot, if you, once you go searching, you can find things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah this like, is they, great. They, they, to, yeah, to you have to be do. a certain... I found one online. It was like you have to be a certain age. Yeah. You, have to, you have to be qualified, and like you have to pay for the last book. I think that last payment pays for all of it. I think that's yeah. what, something like that. But uh, they're, well, they're inexpensive. Back my green stamps they're inexpensive. And it, he, uh, he loves doing that because what he does now is he searches every nook and cranny of anything, like the, the couch. You know, if we're on, a, if we're on mm-hmm. a bus, he searches the bus. And he, like, when he has coins, he's like, hey, you got any coins on you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. And then he gives me back to well, me. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm 72 years old, and if I go somewhere and get some change... <laughs> the first thing I do is look through it. Yeah, and the, look for the wheat pennies. I feel I feel bad because sometimes the person that gave me the change they think I'm not believing it <laughs> that they know how to count change. But what I'm doing is yeah, I'm looking for a wheat penny or and you know it's not worth much more than two cents maybe. But it's what a thrill when yeah. you find one. You know? It's like finding the four-leaf <laughs> yeah. clover yeah. in the field. Yeah. You know, well, I think I that's it. what people kind of learn about coin collecting is the from an outsider's perspective they think it's oh you found a diamond. You know, it's like, oh, somehow I got this penny that's worth $500, but at the end of the day, when you start getting into the world, it's not about that. Like, it's kind of like Jack's collection. It's very personal, mm-hmm. and then that's when you start developing that relationship. I think you find a lot of coin collections are, have a personal flavor there, to them. Is there paper involved in this show at all? Is there oh, paper money? absolutely. Okay, I was wondering, because uh, I know your website's of, Houston a Coin Show. A lot of times, show, you know, when people, people hear the word coin collecting, it's kind of a generic term for... Currency Metals, tokens, right. currency. Uh 
we're going to have, as part of the Texas the Beautiful theme, uh, U.S. Coin, uh, which is down on Katy Freeway, is our, one of our major is our major sponsor. Mm-hmm. They really help us a lot. That's actually a brick and mortar store where you oh, can yeah. bring your coins. Yes, mm-hmm. they're nationally known, world known. Okay, we, well, it's we're very some fortunate weird place to have them Houston, in our right? area, and uh, they're very generous and they they help. And what they're doing to help us with this uh, theme of Texas the Beautiful in the exhibit room, they're going to have some of the old old. Uh, Texas currency mm-hmm. when it first started uh, for Republic of Texas. They're also going to have a Texa- Texian mm-hmm. Texian uh, exhibit of old Texas trade and barter and coins and things of that nature. So if you do come to the show, uh, bring your kids in, let them look at it. It's history. It's uh, fun. It's how things got started. Um, I'm from up north originally and after moving down here i can see what an amazing amount of pride people have in this state uh they, they really do they, they like history they they like the fact that texas you know not only is it big but it's got a lot to offer a lot of history and uh, we're trying to reflect that a little bit this year in the show so uh, do come in take a peek um we have a high school group that's coming every year. They, uh, they te- well, they get a day off of school, so I'd go too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their, their advisor, uh, they do a field trip, and there's about 25 or 30 of them from Stafford High School, and they each do a one-case exhibit. It's a very small, if it was judged, it would not be a fancy exhibit, but each one of them do a very nice little exhibit on some facet of a coin or currency that they... Uh, they're interested in well cool and again we're giving away tickets three dollars to get in so they want you to come but if you want tickets to the event we do have them on dick and skippy in the mornings just private message us uh and then we'll set them up and we'll have them available at the studio for you to pick up uh jack i know you've been in thank you so much for coming in and sharing that coin's really cool that is yeah and i kind of wish i was under 17 so i can get a quarter are they making a that's really interesting grab your nephew again like that yeah go in there and get get uncle dick uh a handful of coins there. <laughs> so, uh, but that's happening. The event is happening at the Lone Star Convention Center on January seventeenth and eighteenth of this month. Uh, again, it's free for kids under seventeen and under. Uh, and then plan to schedule your day around it. Uh, look up the schedule. It's HoustonCoinShow.org. They have a schedule up there. The Texan thing I'm really interested. That's happening on Saturday. All that but then they have John Frost on the U.S. trade dollar and a mystery solved uh, about a dime. It looks like. Uh, it's a speaker on Friday and other stuff like that and the auction and things like that. So, Jack, thank you so much for coming in. We're going to take a quick break here on Dick and Skip in the Mornings. It's 1030. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Diamond Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. 
addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or... Call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. We're back for our final part here of yeah, Dick yeah. and Skippy in the mornings. We had Jack in the studio. He's awesome. I just love him. I can't believe it's been a year uh, since his last visit to us. But we got the 63rd annual Houston Money Show happening January 17th and 18th. That's for Friday sure. and Saturday, not Saturday and Sunday at the Lone Star Convention Center. Got I'm tickets, going to. Got tickets right here. We got tickets giveaway. I'm going to steal one of them unless uh, we got listeners grabbing to, them from us. To win the tickets, you don't necessarily need to win them. You yeah, just need just, a private message. You us. want a ticket? Let and us then, know. Uh, we'll get. We'll, the show is on the 17th and 18th of this month in January over at the Lone Star Convention Center. It's a great show. A lot show. of fun. And I'm telling you, because as a kid, we would do stuff like that. You know, we'd collect, okay, first person to get 20 coins and with from your birth year. Or, again, the wheat, every time I, to this day, whenever I get change, and if there are any pennies in that change, I go looking for the wheat penny. Just... Now, and of course, you got you know you got those quarters with the new backs. Like each state has its own backing. It's great for coin collectors, but lousy for magicians. Because I was a amateur magician once, and there's this one thing where the you know you get the quarter in the coke bottle. But problem is the back then quarters all had the same back on them, that little eagle thing, and uh, so you can't do that trick anymore. Well, with, with the fake Sorry. quarter, yeah. Sorry, man. Thanks, Obama. Well, uh, yeah, and I think we got three minutes left in the show, so feel free at any time to text or call us. We're available at nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. Yeah, uh, I, I see one comment here, uh, listener Joe. Sorry, he missed the demolition party. We missed you, Joe, at the demolition yeah. party. That was a great. Talk about a great way to release some stress because we had people like beating the snot out of this concrete with with hammers and stuff. It was it was it was a good uh. Um, cathartic okay. event. Uh, yeah, and I, I do want to announce that the back studio is finally open for business. Uh, just studio look up B, Studio B. So just look up irlonestar.com slash studio B for more information about what we offer to the public for recording needs. Uh, outside that, and if if anyone wants to start a show with us, we have multiple time slots available, and especially guests on this show, just reach out to uh, reach out to us at Dick and Skippy at Gmail. Dot com. I know the political season is coming up, and it's going to be really heated for some folks. Uh, I'm I'm actually quite interested to see what happens with the Democratic uh, presidential race. I know a lot of those folks are pushing hard, and people are dropping out every two weeks or so. It seems like, and then, yeah, uh, that's how it is. And then uh, you know, the social media blows up whenever Joe Biden says something. I, I enjoy that. 
uh, <laughs> and then you watch the videos and you're like, man, did he really say it? And then uh, he's constantly surprising to me. Like I think uh, I, I've, I've, I'm really am interested because there's so many people who who are who want to be Democrats. They de- they have their champion, but unfortunately, it's not one person yet. So. Because like from yeah. what, like, what I'm saying is like from my friends when they choose like a Bernie Sanders they're really they're almost as anti Biden as they are anti Trump mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like man that's a huge scale yeah this is very or, uh, not sectarian what's the word I'm looking for sectionalized but I mean I think that's always the way it is when it comes to that kind of end of politics I mean here well for a locally, while in both parties can, we haven't had like a single rallying figure for either party for a very long time you know like a Kennedy yeah. in the sixties or because I wouldn't even call I wouldn't even count 80s. Trump because Trump just kind of like took no. over. He, he wasn't the part. He wasn't in a field of seventeen. He was. Well, he ended I, mean, up being I can last see. Remember, well, we always kind of had that conversation about, and especially with Jay Stillberg and Sue. I asked that question. Like, we have so many X amount of senators and Congress people, but for some reason, the news outlets only talk to like twenty of them. So it's like, well, there are some in the Democratic race that like Yang, who's been suing, saying you keep forgetting me to put, you keep forgetting to put me on the list of, you know, because they'll have contenders and and, yeah. and they even had there was a situation of memory serves to where he was polling higher than someone else but they had the other person on uh, name on on their list i saw recently they put it on their face they took the wrong they had the wrong picture yeah there's that too so i mean that, i mean that's uh, that's expected though and uh but it, i think it's something that I, i'm interested to see what the outcome is i wonder if you're a betting person how much money it, like was like the odds are See, that's what you can't do. I What, you can't bet on in, it? Well, no, sure, but that's I would saying. lose that bet because in 16, well, yeah, 15 and 16 when you know Trump was in there, I was the one telling people, there's no way in hell this guy's going to be elected president. He's in at risk for the show and he'll back out soon enough. And I actually, I really believe in my heart of hearts that Trump felt the same way. That, uh, I can't remember who wrote the book, if it was Comey or whomever, that said that the night that Trump won the election, he had a freak out. He had a meltdown, like, oh my God, I actually won. Which kind of proves to me, well, it doesn't really make him much of a Russian spy. You know, if the whole thing was set up for him to win, he wouldn't be having know. a freak out. But I really believe he did freak out uh, to, to to have it at the end. So if you had asked me if, if when you had the, that debate with 17 Republicans on the stage that Trump would be the last man standing, I would have said no no way in, in, in heck would that happen. So same thing with the Democratic Party. I have no idea who's going to emerge. I just know well, that that's saying. It's, that's if why I, were I said Democrat, it was interesting, it's just going to be it's going to be interesting. If I were a Democrat, I would feel that because, as you said, you have you know your 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 Bernie supporters no matter what, or your Biden supporters no matter what, or if Hillary throws her hat in the ring again, you know, no matter what's going to be her, and the others can just suck an egg. And my thought is that whoever wins in the Democratic, the last person standing, whether it be Warren or Sanders or Biden or yang or whomever they they're not going to win over the rest of their party because it's well, like they will be hated by you know let's say bernie gets it all the warren supporters will hate yeah bernie because they didn't get it it's there we we need a rallying figure on both rallying figures in both parties you know ones that you can say this is a person i can follow yeah they're human yeah they're flawed yeah they're foibles whatever but this is someone that we can rally around they espouse the better parts of our party and that's i think it's been lacking for quite a while yeah i'm very much looking forward to see who emerges 
uh, at the far end of the Democratic conventions because I, honest to gosh, cannot. I, I would lose money on any bet I placed right now. Who do you think is going to do it? You got any thoughts? No. Uh, I mean, I, I really think it's my something- gut says Biden's going to get it. Well, I think what's going to I think what I, see, the thing I don't really understand, and this is something I always have issues when it comes to that large of how the party votes, and it's not really like you have to be a registered Democrat and then all that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of like a club, and especially after their last major election, where you know there was evidence of of voting tampering, mm-hmm. and our really it's just kind of like let's well, just give it to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, media bias, and I think and that's just kind of like control. man, that sucks because you don't really know what's going on. You don't know how to trust a structure. Of of the Democratic Party when it comes into this one, but you also have really good candidates, and but for some reason when whatever the result is, one of that other side of that party is gonna be like, I don't believe it. They they stole it. You know that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the, that's the new norm to blame your loss is to say someone stole it, and unfortunately because it really happened, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why any now you can use that excuse on any any outcome. And I don't I don't really see anything happening unless something they start going hard in the paint on each other when they finally get to the top four. I was about then, to say, when you have a three or four person debate, four tops, I, I'm, I'm all about two it. or three. So, and then, and then you have to get that hurdle or jump that hurdle. Then you have to jump the hurdle of going up against, you know, Donald Trump, which I mean, like there's just, there's no way to win that unless something it's less Trump fumbles because he's fumbled before, but we don't, it doesn't affect him that much. So that's probably one of the hardest things. You think the hard battle is fighting off three other Democratic people. I think the hard battle would be trying to convince people not to vote for Trump and vote for you. And because there's a lot of people who want to vote for him no matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take a... Yeah, they're never Trumpers. They're always Trumpers. You know, it's just, man, I'm I'm not a fan of either mindset. It's You got to take your personal views into consideration. Because I always feel, and then I know we talk to different local people, like... You know, Montgomery County has a certain amount of voters who are going to vote no matter what. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, those voters are going to vote a party line. Mm-hmm. Now that you can't just vote straight ticket anymore, I wonder what the give and take is going to be on that. And I think it'll take two or three election cycles for that to sink in. Um, but I think well, there, there will of, be a shift. It's more of like, how do you do a strategy of getting your name out there now? Because, you know, the first there's the uh, the party race, and then there's the actual race. Mm-hmm. And certain races here, like in Conroe, you yeah, you got to win your primary just, before you can yeah, even the set primary your race on the is a big deal. But there's not really a primary for city council, so that's kind of like separate. So when you get people involved, you got to change the way you campaign to get your name out there because you're trying to convince people who are already going to vote they need to vote for you. Because I don't know, I really don't know what inspires people besides you know the outcome of the 2016 election to get out and vote. Because a lot of people, that's all they were saying. Like, it's because of A, oh, not enough voters. Or B, we voted because we hated the other person. But now, hopefully, we have record number of voters this year for both local elections. And I hope that trend keeps going up. Because mm-hmm. that makes the campaigners to change their campaign strategy to actually get their message right. Get, yeah, get, when you're no longer guaranteed shooting just because there's a D or R behind your yeah, name. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Because that's when people try to who can comprehend things, they, they start redefining their comprehensive tools to go is this guy just full of it is this what's going on right now because he knows how to smile and point to the right things and then at the end of it, there's no substance to it and i think a lot of people feel there's a there's certain leaders that try to do that and you're like i don't know this guy just seems like he's cheating or something you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so i think that's why a lot of people disliked hillary clinton because she's just been involved in the game for so long 
that no matter which way you paint it, you can paint it a bit negative way or a positive way, and it could be just a neutral. But you know, whoever's mm. in control of painting the picture, it's like, oh, there you go. So agreed. I think it, uh, it's going to be fun, and especially local politics. We invite all the local politicians, if you're listening, to be on our show and have a, a lengthy conversation. We encourage at least minimum of an hour uh, for our guests just mm-hmm. to hang out, and that way we can get to know them a little bit more. And then uh, we can kind of – we've had a couple people in the past, and I know uh, we're, uh, a lot of people are going to be juiced up for this election, especially the federal election, the federal side, or the big one. Well, yeah, well, whenever it's a presidential election cycle – Elections just across the map go up. You mm-hmm. know, the, the people tend not to vote midterms or <coughs> off-season elections. Off-season. That's funny. Uh, but, but whenever it's a presidential election, that's where everybody, well, everyone engaged gets more engaged. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, it was a good show today. Uh, we'll be here on Friday. We don't have a guest as of right now. But if uh, we find one, we'll post it on our social media. We do plan on having a show Friday, folks. Yeah, and then after uh, that, I'm heading over to the 63rd Annual Houston Money Show after that. That's, after, after we go, that's next week. Sorry, yeah, next Friday. Um, I knew that. My brain just Here skipped ahead a week. I Here know. Skippy needs some more bean punk coffee. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, as we close out the show, we want to say a special thanks to our sponsors, Bean Punk Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and, of course, Creative Content Creations. Uh, visit them online, all three of them, at IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy. Uh, there are all the links and all the stuff to our sponsors. We say a special thanks to those who support the show. If you're interested in supporting the show, call us, 936-228-9368. Again, for guests and all that kind of stuff, please reach out to us at DickandSkippy at gmail.com. We're going to be closing out the show today here on Lone Star Community Radio. we got some more programming coming your way. Our friends from the Houston Homeowner Show, of course, is going to be following us after this program, so stick around for that if you're on IRLoneStar.com or Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1. And we will be back uh, on Friday. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>